Hey, beautiful friends, and welcome back to the show. I am excited to share with you today a great guest interview that I have because she is going to talk to us about stepping out into her own business, but really having a season of her life where she overworked herself, she did too much, and her really learning how to slow down and to listen to God, to have a deeper relationship with God and how her business changed. She's going to talk to us about how she got a mentor who helped her understand it's about grace, not grinding in our business and lives. And she talks to us about the hard things that we deal with and the curveballs we might have in our life and still being able to step through those things. She had loss. She had her husband's diagnosis of cancer, so many things. And she has come out on the other side, just having a fruitful life. And I just love her story. And I love how she's helping other people step out and find freedom in starting a a virtual assistant businesses. So I can't wait for you to take a listen. Hi, beautiful friend, and welcome to Faith-Fueled Woman. I want to ask you, are you ready to accept the invitation we've been given to step into the adventure of pursuing God and what he has for us? I'm Kristen. I'm an encourager. I'm a Christian inspirational speaker, author, and podcaster. I help women grow in their faith, purpose, and business so they can have a lasting legacy and impact in their homes and in the world. If you want to partner with God and design your life to be less hurried, less stressed, be more excited, and feel alive in your purpose and commitment to God and your family, this is the podcasting community for you. Grab your favorite beverage, your prayer journal, and your pen. And let's be encouraged. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Angie Robertson. She is the founder of Freedom Virtual Assistant School, where they train individuals to build a thriving virtual assistant business, experience the freedom, flexibility, and purpose, all while spreading God's glory. I'm so excited to talk to her today because She's done everything from step out in her own business. She's learned how partner with God has really allowed her to blossom in her business and also enjoy her life more fully. And she's going to talk to us about what that looks like, getting help from virtual assistants and also stepping out into your own things. So I'm so excited for this conversation. Welcome, Angie, to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Can you start with just letting us or telling us a little bit about what life's looked like in the last, you know, many years and, you know, your journey with being a virtual assistant and then stepping into actually having this school to train others. And then your role of, uh, you know, how faith has changed in your business. And uh, that would be great. Sure. Well, um, so I started, I've been in practice or had my virtual assistant business for the last 21 years now, this May. Um, And when I found the virtual assistant industry, it really was, um, I, I had gone to school, gone to college later in life than I, most people do. I didn't go right out of high school. Um, and when I went to college, I was about to graduate and I wasn't really sure if I wanted to continue on with my degree or just start in the workforce. And I, I was in a quandary of that and found out about life coaches. And it was a very new, I mean, this was 21 years ago. So it was a very new industry. And it happened to be on Oprah Winfrey's forum that she had on her website, which they don't even do those anymore. Now it's Facebook groups and things, but um, there was a life coach on there that was doing pro bono work and she wanted to work with people to help them discover their careers. And I was like, she's my girl. And so I reached out to her and connected with her and we started working on what does it look like? Like, what are my passions? What do I want to do? And we went through all kinds of things and we she happened to send out a newsletter one day, her own newsletter. 
And in there was an ad for a virtual assistant school. And I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, it just like was, that was the thing. It, I was, that was the thing I'd been searching for in, in terms of a career. And so I reached out to the school. I read their website. There was an application and all the things. Um, long story short, I ended up enrolling in the school. It was a 21 week program at the time and graduated and then started my practice. And I did all this while working full time and uh, started my practice. And about six months into my business, I was still working. I had a client and I really felt the potential of this could go somewhere. And so I went to my husband and I was like, I either need to quit my job and focus on my business full time or forget this dream and just stay in my job, but I can't do both anymore. And he was like, okay. And so we talked about it. We prayed about it. And we both agreed that in May of 2002, I would quit my job. Great. Very excited. Getting ready, two weeks notice, getting ready to go into the boss's office to turn in the two weeks notice. And I get a phone call at my desk and it's my husband. And he goes, I just got laid off from my job. And I went, okay, what do we do? Do I go turn in my notice? And he's like, we're going to stick with God's plan. Go turn in your notice. And we're just going to see what God does. I said, okay. So I turned in my two weeks notice and um, left my job, started my practice full time. And the business just started building to where, to the point where by the end of that first year, I was already exceeding what I was making at my job. Now, mind you, I wasn't making very much back then, but still it was enough for me to replace my income that I had just let go of. And I haven't looked back since. And uh, in fact, two years after that, then my husband ended up joining me, joining me in the business full time as well. And he's been with me ever since. So yeah, it's been amazing to see what God has done and how just obeying his guidance, what he, how he can lead you. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. And yeah, I mean, because how easy and reasonable would it, does it seem that you guys would have said, well, let's yeah, tap the brakes here. Let's yeah. say stay in your job, right? Let's have that security and that safety, which don't get me wrong, we all are tempted to stay in safety and security. And there's a reason for that. But we also sometimes miss the opportunities, the possibilities, or they're paused because we're, you're afraid, right, to step out in faith. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, absolutely. I mean, fear drives me a lot of the times, especially yeah. in my business over the years. It's been a driver, which I'll share more about that, but um, absolutely. And, and we could have, but I think, thankfully, my husband saw what God was doing and he was so encouraging to me. And he's one of my biggest encouragers that he just decided to just take a chance on God and what he was doing. And I'm glad he did. I'm so glad he did. Yeah. So awesome. So, okay. So walk us through. So you were a virtual assistant helping businesses mm -hmm. for a really long time. So how many years yeah. ago then did you start helping other people become or start their own virtual assistant businesses. Sure. So I um so it was in 2020 and of course we you know we're in, in covid and I had a company that I work with Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur and they have a certification program um where we certify coaches and consultants to kind of you know operate their business in kingdom principles. And it was a program that we had started offering. And I thought, you know, I should learn about this. So I understand what they're learning. And I purely took the course just because I, as working with KDE, I wanted to know what we were teaching so I could inform other people about it if I get questions, right? Yeah. 
had no clue what God was up to in that. So we, I was taking the certification and about partway through the certification, I felt God kind of talking to me about starting a school for virtual assistants. And I was like, you know, we've been down this route many times. I mean, every time I ever worked with a coach or a consultant over the years, the first thing they would say is, you should start a school. And I just couldn't do it because there just wasn't anything that I felt was separating me from any other school out there. And I wasn't going to be, yes, I have experience, but I wanted more than that. I felt that there was something more that could be offered. So I'm going through the certification and God's like, yeah, I want you to start a school, but we're going to focus on kingdom principles. The things that you have learned in the last four years, I kind of went through this crash course of learning about operating in God's grace rather than grinding it out. I want you to really base the foundation of the school on those kingdom principles. I was like, that I can get on board with. And so um, I talked to my you know, mentor and the person that was managing the certification at the time, her name's Shay Bynes. Um, I talked to her about it and she's like, we'll just throw it out there and see what happens. Don't go build it. Don't go build the course until you know that you have people that are interested. I said, okay. So I decided to put together, decided on you know how many weeks would it be? What would the overall curriculum kind of be? So I had some sense of what I would be teaching and then threw it out there. And I mean, I had zero list, zero social media presence, like nothing because I I do individual work with clients. I'm one-on-one type of a person. And I watched God bring woman after woman and enroll in the program. And I was just floored. I was so blown away. And I mean, it was, it was almost effortless. And I don't want to belittle that in any way or make it sound airy fairy, but it really, when you really partner with God and you're, you're obedient to what he's calling you to do, it can be that effortless. It's in his grace that we're operating. And so I was like, okay, I guess we're, I told him, I said, I need a minimum of this many students. I said three, I ended up with six. I said, I need a minimum of three students. He brought six. I said, okay, we're a go with this. And then I literally built the school. I built the course curriculum as we were, you know, leading the class. So Week one, I had written the week before. Week two, we were I was writing it the week before. Like I just built it as we went. And um, those that that graduating class, I call them my beta babes, and they are phenomenal, amazing, godly women. I have an alumni community afterwards that they can be a part of, and I've they've stayed apart. And just watching their business flourish has been been awesome. Oh my gosh, that's I love it. Everything about what you just said, truly, I it's so good and. You know, it's it's true because I've I was sharing with you before we started recording. You know, as I've taken taken on this journey of podcasting and you know writing, and I've done you know some coaching and mentoring, of course, but I'm stepping into more of that um, over the last two years. But what I've found is it's taken me kind of like you said. There's been times where I'm like, oh, this is how I'm going to work with people, coach or mentor. This is, but it's like it kept feeling like, ah, you know, I would do some of it, but it just felt like I was being held back. And it's only just been actually in the last month or so, month and a half that I've finally gotten so clear on exactly how I think it all comes together, Yeah, you know, with the faith element. And, and obviously one of my podcasts is all about faith and one is more about, you know, like building lives that we love and following our purpose and, um, but faith's a part of that. So I finally, but it took me, it's kind of the same thing. Like I've been waiting, I've been in this preparations waiting period of doing the work, but yeah. thinking is this the right X, right? Like what I'm offering or is this, and it just, it all finally kind of hit like this. I finally got there, you know? And so to your point is it makes perfect sense to me that the school, the idea was planted, but it took till the time was right 
So things were where they were supposed to be. And you had that other perspective about that you were going to bring it together with the kingdom principles or partnering with God. So I love that. That's so good. And I've heard similar stories so many times where people say, you know what? I finally like took, I stopped having him in the backseat of the car or putting him like it's not important and yep. bringing up to the front seat or in the driver's seat and things changed. I mean, literally, miraculously. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to your point about how things come together, I mean, I had, I go back and I read, I'm an avid journaler and I keep all my journals and I, now I've, God has had me go back and read previous years. So I've, you know, been reading. I didn't realize how much I talked about a school, but I would always nix the idea, like in my journal and be like, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to do that. And like, I just kept poo-poo in the idea, if you will, until that moment. But it, we, I wasn't ready and God wasn't ready to reveal the rest of it. I needed to go through a season where I really understood what it really meant to partner with him mm-hmm. before I could grasp it and be able to teach others. You know, there's no way I can't teach something I don't know and experience. And, you know, when I started my business, of course, I am a believer and I really wanted to honor God with my business, but I had no idea what that meant or looked like. And there wasn't I mean, we're talking 21 years ago, most of the Christian organizations out there that support businesses were all male driven. I mean, no offense, but like they were. So I couldn't find any female mentors or anything that were Christian based. And so KDE was led by a female and I found her, her podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to, I devoured it because it was the only woman at that time talking about business and partnering with God. And when I found that, I just latched onto it and then saw it. I mean, it's only been the last four years, almost five years now that I've really done a complete surrender of my business and really learning what it means to partner with him and not just say, here's my plans, bless them, Lord. No, I want to, here's, you know, what are we, what are we talking about here? What do you want to do today, Jesus? What, how are we doing this? And then I, you know, we develop it together and before yeah. I just started throwing things at the wall and things wouldn't work. And then I'd get frustrated and it was because I wasn't including him. And the the more, so my business at one point got so heightened. I had 20 clients at one point, you know, and that's just insane. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's just sanity, really insanity. And it was during that time where I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, what is, and it was that fear that I mentioned earlier that was driving me. Oh, if I lose this client, my business is going to crater. Well, I have 19 others. Not one client is not going to break a business. Like, but right. I just had this such fear mentality and I wasn't trusting him. And I always tell my students, God is our source and everything else is a resource, including our clients. Yeah. And when I grasped that and I was, and I learned that and understood that it freed me up so much mm-hmm. to just do, just bring the best work that I can, but not be so dependent on the client. Like I want to make my clients happy. Absolutely. I want to make sure that I'm supporting them because I'm helping them to further the work that they're called to do. But I'm also doing the work that God's calling me to do. And I'm not going to bend myself to stretch myself to where it's, it's detrimental to me or my family to do that. Ah, so good. And yeah, so I know that's one thing, what you just mentioned, you talk about, um, is sometimes we can find ourselves, you know, stretching ourselves too thin or overworking. Mm. So can you expand on that a little bit? Because I think that, like you said, the definition of success in society is often more, 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 right? Like, oh, I should make more money. I should 
if I work more hours, I can be more successful. But mm-hmm. actually, at some point, that's a negative. You know, it's not a gain, right? It's actually a um, we can burn out. I mean, so many things. So tell us a little bit about that. Like, how did you go from? And in case people don't know, if in your industry having twenty clients, you're really doing work based on hourly work or project yes. work. So it's not like you have twenty clients and you can see all of them at one time, you have to do independent work for each one. And that's why it's crazy to do that in, for instance, like in a monthly time frame. Yeah. Right. And so some people might think, oh, 20 clients, I could have 500 at a time, but that's different if you're taking them through an online program or something else, you were doing specific work for each of them that they were paying you for the time. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, most of them, I was managing the back end of their business. So I was doing everything that it took to Mm -hmm. operate their business. So that they could focus on whatever it is that they do, whether it's, I work mostly, mostly with coaches. So coaches could go coach with clients or do their group programs or courses or whatever it was that they were wanting to do. So I did all the other pieces. So if you imagine that times 20, it was, it was quite hairy. And I mean, I was working seven days a week, morning and night, never taking time off. And I really started feeling the grind and, um, you know, kind of went, Oh, oops, I'm getting into my 40, almost to my forties. I think we may want to start a family and decided that, you know, Hey, let's just try and throw a baby in the mix of all of this and try to get pregnant and couldn't. And then finally decided to seek fertility. And we had, you know, we got pregnant and then we lost the baby and that kind of threw me. And I was like, okay, no big deal. It was kind of early. We're still working on some of my health issues. So no big deal. So then I got pregnant again pretty quick and we we're like, okay, this is, this is it. This God's not going to take this baby because God wants me to have children. So, I mean, I had all these things and expectations of, and assumptions of God that just weren't, cause I just didn't have a relationship with him. And when I lost that baby, I spiraled out of control. I started questioning my faith. I started questioning what was I doing? Why was this business robbing my life? Like I was blaming it. I was you know, just all these things. Like I must have misheard God back in, you know, the day when I took this on, like all the things, it just spiraled me out of control. And I remember being in my office and just being on the floor, crying on my knees and just like begging God, please send some help. Like if you're there, please send some help. Um, And that's when I found my mentor, Shay Bynes and Shay started working with me and she teaches a really great message about grace over grind. And that's what I was doing. I was literally grinding. And when I really grasped that concept, everything started changing. One of my largest clients, I ended up, I had been with them, I think it was eight years at the time. Um, and I would, that was the one that I was literally working six, seven days a week and like all hours of the night and, and everything. Um, I ended up letting them go. Like they, we just decided to part with, and it was, they represented over 50% of my income. So that was hugely scary for me to let them go. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. But then I watched God just, and I didn't have to take on any other clients, everything. And he just started stripping away clients to where now I literally have four clients and that's it. Like that's, I just have four. And then I have the school and I, and the school isn't like I'm not running a class every, every quarter or anything. So right now it's been once a year, but, um, but the income hasn't, dropped. Like it's been yeah. amazing to watch, but I'm not grinding. I work four days a week now and I take weekends off. I do not work nights. And I'm now I'm actually having to 
figure out what is it that I enjoy in life? Like I'm having to rediscover myself and the things that we love to do because I worked for so many years. I mean, about 15 years almost to, to grinding and just being able to now be able to breathe and really surrender. It's been amazing. So one thing um, that happened during that, like right when God started to shave away some clients, um, I was kind of panicking a little bit. Well, then my husband got diagnosed with stage four oral cancer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I went into a complete and utter panic. I was like, this is it. This is the financial ruin that's going to happen now. Like we had health insurance, but still I just was in my mind. This was going to be the thing that ruined us. God sustained us through that whole thing. We didn't own not one medical bill by the time his treatments were done. He is doing great now. We've entered his fourth year. Next year will be his fifth year. And then they'll deem him cancer-free, but God's already told me that he is. Um, And it's just, but I'm so glad that he started the process before that happened because there's no way I would have been able to take the time I needed to focus on my husband because I had to spend, he was in the hospital for 10 days. I had to be there with him when he came home. He literally was on a feeding tube and he couldn't, you know, they had done so much work to his mouth that they had to take from other parts of his body. So he couldn't bathe and take, you know, dress himself or anything like that. So I had to literally be his hands-on nurse. I could not have done that if it would have been just even a few years earlier. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, I yielded to partnering with him to see what, how he can take care of everything. Mm, Wow. Wow. So much there. So thank you for sharing. No, you know, seriously though, because that's, you know, that's a lot of, you know, in a, in a short couple of years, you had actually a lot of things to go through. And like you said, you really realized that you didn't have to keep up at that hustle pace, that grind, and that by slowing down and allowing, right, for, for him to do his work, um, so much, so much happened. And I think that's such an important message because I think so many of us, our culture shows us that we have to work, 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 and that we it's okay to be burned out and it's okay to burn the candle at both ends, but it's not really the way we're designed, right? God didn't design our schedules or our us to work that way. Because if you can't get, you know, like it says, right, we're supposed to renew ourselves, renew our, renew our minds, renew our spirits, all of it, right? So you, you finally slowing down allowed you to, to do that and to hear what he was telling you, right? And to listen. So that's, it's amazing. And I love that idea that, that your mentor taught you about grace, not grind, because it's so true. I mean, I, I've just talked to so many people that they said, when I just prayed and I listened, and then I saw what he was putting forth, it's like it all, it worked out even through the hard stuff. You know what I mean? And so that's so encouraging, I think. And I hope it will be to to some of the listeners. Oh my goodness. So can you tell me a little bit about working with other people? Like when, when they come to you and say, oh my gosh, I want to go through your uh, VA school. Are these people that had any idea that they could step out and have their own business and more of this freedom and flexibility and step into more purpose? Like, did they know, or was this kind of like, whoa, and then tell me a little bit about how that experience has been. Sure. So a lot of the students that come through, um, they know that God's calling them to do more and they feel this tug of something there, but they aren't quite sure what it is. And a lot of them have um, I always call it the Jane of all trades. Like they, they've, you know, they're very good at organizing. They're very good at, um, they're a helper and they want to be helpful. Um, they've got all this experience from either corporate work or education or whatever, and they don't know how it all fits together. And then when you find 
the VA industry, you can see how you can take everything and put it together and it all works and it makes a unique offering for you and what you can offer your clients. And a lot of them also are feeling the tug and call to entrepreneurship, but they, again, they don't know what that looks like. And the VA industry is a really great, it's a very low cost entry. You just need a great computer. Really, that's it. And so you get in and you can offer these great skills that you have. Um, And so it's a really, it's a lot of people love it because of that. And it gives them the freedom and the flexibility to be able to offer the things that they love to do and work with people that they enjoy working with and support other, you know, businesses and ministries or, or people that are called to do bigger things. And so a lot of the students that come through, they maybe have been admins in the corporate world or uh, worked in ministry in some sort, you know, Mm -hmm. supporting uh, the ministries and stuff. So they come from different backgrounds for sure. Yeah. And would you, I mean, I think one thing is, and I want to encourage people, I think some people just don't see the possibility, you know, from, they just see if they're in a job, you know, like for someone else, they don't really realize like they know they might want more flexibility you know, they might want more financial freedom and they might want more time freedom, but sometimes we don't even know what's available till we start looking. And yeah. so, you know, any, just any words of encouragement you'd have for anybody that maybe hasn't even started looking yet, but they just know that they want their life to look a little bit different, you know, moving into the future. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I would say, look at your experience and what have you been doing over the years? Everything, like all the things, even things that I didn't think I could use in my VA business, I have. So look at your experience and how can that, you know, how can that come into a business? I mean, how can you develop that? Whether it's a virtual assistant business or let's say that you've done a lot of volunteer counseling and you love counseling, maybe you should look at being a coach or just look at your experience in your past. Don't don't discount what you've done. Even if you've hated your job, you couldn't stand it, there are things in that job, there's a purpose and everything's used nothing's wasted. God doesn't waste anything at all. And one of the things that we do in the school that I love is we do a spiritual gifts assessment, but we do it based off the, um, the, uh, gosh, I can't, the word just totally escaped, but anyway, there's the different types of gifts in the Bible. And so we focus on the one area of gifts and we look at how that gift has shown up in everybody's life, whether they knew that that gift was there or not. And it's been so cool to see, oh my gosh, I didn't know I actually operated in that without even realizing I had that gift. Mm -hmm. And then how every job they've ever had had somewhat touched that gift or utilized that gift. And so now they can see that thread of, oh, so all this can work together and blend together. It's almost like, you know, putting everything in a blender and blending it together for the perfect kind of career, if you will, I've always said, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, not discounting everything that you've been through and done, using that and seeing how does it all come together and how does it fit? I mean, to your point, you know, you were talking about um, how things are like you're starting to realize things are working together and how everything's come together, like very much like the school, like for so many years. No, 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 no. And then all of a sudden, yes, the school works. You know, it, I couldn't do it right then, but in the future, it's something that is a possibility. So. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah, I, I talk a lot about in, it's the intersection, right? Mm-hmm. Of the things, yeah. your gifts, your ex, your experience or your skills, your expertise. Like it's when it all comes together, your interests, right? Yes. And so when you can look at all of it together, normally there's kind of a, you know, a sweet spot, a circle in the middle of all that, right? Where yeah. that's maybe where you're meant to um, work in the world, right? Show up yeah. in purpose. And so, yeah, I think that's really good. 
what would you, what else would you tell us about, um, let's say that someone either, it, this could be for their business, but it could also be in their personal lives. Mm-hmm. So the idea uh, that so many people struggle with, maybe they're working too much or they're just, they're doing too much of stuff that they don't necessarily need to be doing. So maybe from perspective of being a virtual assistant and then starting a school, what can you tell us about getting help? Right. So that we can focus on maybe the right things that will actually give us more time or more more momentum. Sure. So the most common thing I hear is, well, if I have to train somebody, it's just easier for me to do it myself. Mm -hmm. And for immediate, yes, that could be true, but not in the long term. And so, you know, you train somebody once, a VA once, and then you can delegate that task and you don't have to think about it again. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that frees you up to focus on other areas of your business and the the money-making activities of your business, if you will. And so a lot of business owners get bogged down in the minutia of the business, the back end and the managing of it. And you don't realize it when you're starting out because everything's so new and you may not have a lot of clients. So doing that work doesn't seem to be such a time suck, if you will. But then as your business starts to grow and you start to become more successful and you get clients, you start realizing, oh my gosh, I can't do that and service my clients and it becomes overwhelming. And that's generally the point when people start to look for a VA. So I always say the sooner you can work with a VA, the better. And knowing what to delegate is so simple. Literally just keep a pad of paper by your desk and jot all the things down that you do every day. And then kind of look at that list and say, what could really be delegated to somebody? Do I really have to do this? I mean, coaching a client, your VA can't do that. You have to do that. But Sending the invoice to your client, your VA could do that. Or scheduling your client, your VA could do that. So really looking at that list and you can even interview a VA and they can tell you what it is that they could take off your plate. So the purpose of that is really to free you up because the more free you are in your business, the more you can build it and start to service more and more people and not be bogged down in that minutia of your business as well. Yeah, I think it's so good. And it's definitely still something that I'm, I'm working on as well. You know, I've, I've used people obviously to help in my business, but it's definitely something I can do more of, you know, but it is a iterating and, uh, you know, kind of making it match, you know, um, where you're at with your business, like you said, but so many people I talk to as they grow in their business, like you said, they've said the number one thing that they did or they could have done sooner was to get help. Yeah. You know, because like you said, it really lets them focus on the, the thing that only they can do in their business, yeah. whatever that is. And then they can allow other people to do stuff. Like you said, that it frees their, their mental space. It frees their time to go and do the thing that that's why they're in business, you know? So yeah, exactly. I think it's, it's definitely something to consider, you know, for people. And I think also while you work in the VA field, I think I also know people that do it in their personal lives, right? Like personal assistants right. or people that come yeah. in and do their laundry, just like people have cleaning ladies or yes. cleaning people. It's the same idea. So whether you need it for your business or you need it for your home life or both, right? It's outsourcing. So you have more time on your business or time with your family or whatever it might be. Yeah. I have a great story about that or a great example to share. So back in the day when I was working an enormous amount of hours, um, you know, it would take me, I clocked it three hours to clean my house. And I was like, three hours times my hourly rate is this much. And how much does it cost to hire a cleaning person? It was half the price. I was like, done, hired them. And then I didn't have to clean. So then theoretically that should have allowed me more time to just relax, but no, I took on more clients or more work, but 
anyway, that's, that's not what you should do with it, but, but I did, but thinking about it in that perspective of, okay, how much is this costing me? So for me to do, to send out the invoice, to schedule the client times that times your hourly, hourly rate. And that's what you're, you're actually being charged, if you will, to do it. And you can hire somebody else much cheaper than that to do that work for you, to free you up, to focus on other things. So it's almost a shift in the mind perspective as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good example. Thank you. Yeah. So any, any last tips or tidbits you want to share with us before we wrap up and find out how people can learn more about your um, VA or, you know, how you're working as VA in your school? Sure. Um, I would say, you know, for the business owner, definitely the sooner you can hire someone to support you, the better. Don't wait until you get into fire hose mode where, you know, you've got like your fire and you need it put out um, because then that causes you to hire in a panic. And then a lot of times people hire someone that's not really right for their business and then they have a bad experience. And then it just, then they, it gunshies them a little bit to, you know, want to hire somebody again. So, you know, if the sooner you can hire or at least prepare yourself, always be thinking ahead, like putting processes in place from the start. You can do that now. Like you can say, okay, I send my newsletter out every Wednesday and I use this system and this is what's included in my newsletter. And, you know, this is how I, you know, I take the stats or whatever, whatever it is that you do, start to kind of document those processes and how you do it. So when you are ready to hire, you can just hand that over to someone and they can review it and they may revise it. They may come up with a more efficient way to do it, but still you've at least documented it so you can delegate it. And then you're not in an angst to try and hire somebody and you can make a better informed decision. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah, that's good advice. And really, I mean, the thing is, is if you want to build a business that you don't have to be at 24 seven, right, which none, I hope none of us want that, then we do have to have processes in place. So whether those are automations or it's me and or working with people, right, that can help us in our business. The point is, we should be keeping a record or making a record or documenting it in the document what we're doing, because to your point, even if you hired somebody, if you've done that all along, like, or bit by bit, you're not now thinking, oh gosh, I have nothing on anything I do. Right. And so that, and then, cause that's a very overwhelming place to be. Yeah. So I think it's a really good point that even if you're just starting or you're really small, it's, that's okay. Just think about down the road. If you're going to need any help, the more you have stuff, even just slightly organized, right. Yeah. stuff in one place or stuff, you know, it'll help you work with someone else in the future. For sure. So Angie, can you tell us how can people connect with you online and learn more about your school and everything else uh, in the ways you're helping people? Sure. So you can find me at freedomvaschool.com. And that is a website all about the school. And then I also have freedomvirtualassistant.com for anyone that's looking for a virtual assistant. And then, of course, you can find me on social media on Instagram. That's mainly where I hang out. Um, it's at angiewrobertson.com or at freedomvaschool.com. And uh, that's that's kind of the only social media platform I hang on. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I definitely get it because I've, I've pared down as well. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for sharing your story and just how you know, one, your business has grown and changed over time, how you've partnered with God and how you've continued to thrive by doing that, even through, you know, challenging times. So I really appreciate you taking the time to share all of that with us today. Well, thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Absolutely.
Okay, for today, I just want to wrap up this episode with just a few reminders. One is whether you run your own business or you're considering it, uh, or whether this is going, maybe it gave you a few ideas in your personal life. I think it's the reminders are to remember that it's relationship with God. It's not that we need to tell him what's going on in our life, but we want to include him in what's you know in our lives. Two, it's the grace over grind. Give yourself more grace. Listen to where God's calling you and prompting you. And don't believe that working harder is actually going to get you where you want to go. So think about how are you being overworked? Are you overscheduled? Are you exhausted? Are you anxious? These are things that we can work on and we can go to God for more time, more patience, maybe to see where we need to prune back some things. Maybe we have a client or we have a, a friend or a person in our lives or a activity that is sucking so much of our time and it's exhausting us. Maybe it's time to pause it or to stop that activity. So whether this op- this episode encourages you just to spend a little more time you know, in prayer and having relationship with God or whether it helps encourage you to reevaluate your life regularly and maybe pause something or slow down or stop it, or whether it helps you listen to the promptings God has for you to step into a new opportunity or a new season. I hope this episode gave you some little nuggets that will inspire you in your day and help you just be encouraged in your walk with God. Thanks again for listening. And if you would like to be encouraged and lifted up, I have a seven-day encouragement challenge. If you'd like to sign up, go to faithfueledwoman.com and just enter your email address and you will be sent seven days of Christian encouragement and inspiration to your inbox. Thanks again for listening to Faith Fueled Woman. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would share it with a friend. And if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it helps us get discovered by more people to spread more hope in the world. Thanks again for listening in.